Good morning, everyone, and welcome here. I hope you feel welcome, no matter how you feel, uh, no matter how you look. Uh, I was reminded this morning of a story that Bill McCaskill told one time. Bill used to be a pastor here, and he talked about one time he was scheduled to preach, and he got up that morning and found that he had a huge pimple on his nose. And the reason I thought of that this morning was because I've got a pimple on my nose. Thankfully, it's not huge, but now I've told you all about it. So we just put that out there and we say, hey, we're all welcome, warts and all. Let's uh, sing together number 38 in your hymn book. If you're able, please stand. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies, I will call upon the Lord, let's do that again, I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be can have a seat. The call to worship is on the screen behind me, so let's do that based on Psalm 121. Lift your eyes to the hills. Where does your help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Let us worship our God who watches over us now and always. There are many ways and places that we can worship, and this next song is about the Sunday morning gathering for worship. It's about joyfully receiving God's love and hearing his word in the preaching, and we welcome Aaron Murray and Shannon and Sierra. They're going to be sharing with us later this morning. And uh, this song is also a prayer that the whole day is going to be worshipful and our whole lives until we worship together in heaven. So it's an old song, but it's going to be new to most of you, so just join in when you feel comfortable. Hallelujah, fair. 
clearest morning, clearer than our words can say. Down we lay the heavy burden of life's toil and care today, while this morn of joy and love brings fresh vigor from above. In the gladness of God's worship, we will seek our joy then we learn the fullness of the grace for which we pray. When the word of life is given, like the Savior's voice from heaven, let the day with thee be ended as with thee it has begun. And thy blessing, Lord, be granted Till earth's days and weeks are done That at last thy servants may Keep eternal Sabbath day Let us pray. Lord, we need new birth. Paralyzed by doubts, dead in our stubbornness and guilt, walking in blindness, our hearts are hardened to your love. In the silence, we confess to you.
And let's pray our words of assurance. Jesus, you have come to put the world right, to give life to the dead, and to call into existence a people born from above. Break in by your creating spirit. Send forth your fresh wind and open the way to real life, eternal life. Amen. And if you're able, please stand, for great is thy faithfulness. Yes, Lord, all we have needed, your hand has provided. So we give you thanks this morning, and we offer back to you ourselves time, talents, and treasure to bring you glory and honor and to serve 
the world that you've given us to serve. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Our scripture reading this morning is from John chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things. Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the man, Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. The word of the Lord. I invite the kids to come up for the children's feature. So in the story there, we have a leader coming up to ask Jesus some questions. He's trying to figure out and understand what Jesus is actually teaching about. He's quite confused by some of the things Jesus is saying. The main thing that is confusing him is that he is saying we are to be born again. He doesn't quite understand that. I'm sure we have all had times in our lives where we do not understand what the Bible is saying. But that's okay, because we can come to God and ask questions, and that helps us understand how much he loves us by him answering those questions. Um, yeah, I guess my analogy was that through over the years, we've all changed physically. We are not the same person we were when we were Remy's age as we are when we're 90 years old. However, our hearts have all changed, and that's because of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And that is like being born again. Um, do any of you guys remember the prayer we did last week? Yeah, we still got that. So, <laughs> so if you don't remember, it went something like this. Um, thank you, God. It says, we can choose. We can connect. We can create. And it says, Jesus works in us and through us. It's incredible. Thank you, Jesus.
A few announcements, which you will find mostly in your bulletin. So follow along and highlight the ones that you want to make note of. I'm going to highlight that next Sunday will be communion during the worship service, followed by potluck lunch. So we're looking forward to that, eating together in spiritual and, and uh, regular type fellowship. I also want to draw your attention to two things that are in the foyer. One is the list of phone numbers and addresses of everybody who's attending. And so if you would like to add your name or check your name and information to make sure it's right, uh, you can do that after the service. And the other list back there is the list of hymns. And, of course, it's an ongoing sort of thing to ask for favorite songs to be sung, but I personally am going to use that list April 2nd when we have the choral music in church evening. So we're going to pre-choose uh, most of our songs so that we can pre-practice them, and uh, we'll, we'll take some of them off that list. So write them down, and we'll try to include a number of your favorites. And I'll just put in a little plug here for something special that night is my friend Bruce Moore from Winnipeg is going to be coming out. And... Uh, he and I have sung some hymns together before, and so he's uh, going to lead those with me, and we'll also sing a duet together. One more announcement to highlight uh, from the bulletin is the opportunity to be baptized or to become a member. And in both cases, talk to Pastor Russell to see what the next steps are there. Oh, and the last thing I'll say is that even though we stood to pray and offer ourselves to God and included the, the time, talent, and treasures, if you have some treasure that you'd like to share with the church so the church can use it and distribute it, you can put it in the box at the back, the offering box there, or you can give online, and the details are printed there in the bulletin. All right, then I'm going to invite Elvina to come up and uh, she will pray with us. Well, bless David. He gets us into all kinds of trouble and things to do. <laughs> it's good to be here. It's good to see you all. When I thought of coming up here, I thought, wow. You know, a long time we couldn't gather in this way it, it, uh, with the COVID. So I miss that. I miss this time together with all of you, seeing your faces and being with you. And, uh, and now here we are, and we can gather. What a wonderful blessing and gift that is that God has given us. Before I do the prayer, I just want to share something with you. How much time do I have? <laughs> um, Something that I experienced at home just a week or two ago, uh, we had our TV on, and we were going to watch something. I forget what it was. I think it was a service of some kind. And, uh, 
And then when we turned on the television, I couldn't believe it. There was this great auditorium, and, and it was filled. It was filled with singers, God's people. And then there was below was a large orchestra. Oh, and you know what they sang? They sang something about crown him with many crowns. And uh, they sang and, and they played. My heart was so full that I almost, maybe I did kneel right there in the, in the living room and praise the Lord for who he is. And, uh, and, and this music coming, it was, we hadn't heard anything like that in a long time. It was so blessed. I had to share that. Okay. And then we have prayer requests this morning. So shall we look at the bulletins or pray? There are a few that are mentioned here. To pray for Margaret Schultz, she is in the hospital in Portage. So let's bow our heads and our hearts before the Lord. Father in heaven, we thank this morning of those who are in need of prayer. And basically, I guess we always all are in need of prayer. But I pray for Margaret Schultz in the hospital God, I pray that it will be a day for her that she will also feel your presence, your nearness, and your peace in her heart. We just give her to you for this day. And we trust that, uh, that there can be uh, getting back to feeling better for her. I know she's been feeling quite, uh, quite sick and has a lot of pain in her back. So we commit her to you this morning. I pray also for the servant whom you have sent into our midst this morning to tell us a little bit about Teen Challenge, how it works, what all is involved, and so forth. And so we pray for him as he shared with us, that you will bless him and that you will open our hearts to hear and to, to better remember and to know what it's all about. Youth for Christ in McGregor, and we pray for what is going on. We, I'm not just sure of everything that's going on, but you know. And I pray for Tyson, who is involved with Youth for Christ, and also for um, Cassie, who is also involved. And we just thank you for them and the work that they are doing. And the young people that maybe come to them with questions about you, about the Bible. So we commit all of them to you. And so we thank you that we can do this. We ask your blessing on the service this morning. And Lord, that our heart will be lifted in praise and thanksgiving to you. In Jesus' name, amen. God, to pray for somebody. For, uh, for um, Sheldon. And also for... Uh, the other guy, Jeff. <laughs> so we want to pray for them too. They have had uh, different uh, situations with their health, surgery and so forth. And we thank you that they are in our midst here this morning. But whatever is still needed to, to get feeling better, we pray for both of them and we thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for helping me out. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's great. Before Aaron comes up, I'm going to uh, read from Proverbs 13 and starting at verse 14. The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. Good judgment wins favor, but the way of the unfaithful leads to their destruction. All who are prudent act with knowledge, but fools expose their folly. A wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a trustworthy envoy brings healing. Whoever disregards discipline comes to poverty and shame, but whoever heeds correction is honored. A longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul, but fools detest turning from evil. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Check. Hey, my name is Aaron Murray. I'm the development director for Adult and Teen Challenge in Brandon, Manitoba. My wife, Tara, is the program director there. And I love Teen Challenge because Jesus is at the center of our program. And I went through this program 10 years ago when I was 18. And Jesus changed my life. And I used to be addicted to alcohol, cocaine, fighting, just being the local guy I'm from Binscarth, Manitoba, the local troublemaker that was just going nowhere. And Jesus changed my life. So if there's people like that, that you know, that need help, that need Jesus, like don't give up on them. Because I was that troublemaker. Oh, he's going nowhere. And I'm actually going somewhere because of Jesus. So I'm excited to be here this morning. And this morning with me, I have Shannon and Sierra here to share their testimonies. We don't, it's not always easy opening up. We don't know all of you, but if you would just welcome Sierra to share her story. Hi, my name is Sierra Affleck. I am 26 years old, and this is my testimony. I started using weed at the age of 13. I had my first drink at the age of 16 and didn't use drugs or alcohol until 18 years old. A year after I turned 19, my brother introduced me to cocaine, and that made my life miserable. I felt lost in the world for seven years. I was 95 pounds. I was so unhealthy. But then I found out I was pregnant with Hunter. After I had Hunter, I was brought back to health, all thanks to my son and Jesus. And he has truly been a blessing in my life. And from that moment on, I knew I had to change. I've tried AFM Rehab Center, and it didn't work out for me. But then my mom mentioned Teen Challenge. And the past eight months have been life-changing. I feel like this is where God wants me to be to get help and to become healthy. I have made so many great friends. I have learned my place in life, all thanks to Teen Challenge and God. The verse that goes with this is 1 Peter 4, verse 3. You have had enough of, in the past, of the evil things that godless people enjoy. The end.
Awesome. And yeah, a couple months ago, we got to go to Roblin. That's where Sierra's from and share her, her story. And it was just a powerful moment of her getting to be reunited with her son, Hunter. And she's nearing the end of her program. And I think she's going to stay in Brandon. And yeah, we're going to help her walk through the transitioning phase of graduating our program and just helping her. But we honestly need people in the community to come alongside people like Sierra because as you know, it's really expensive <laughs> nowadays. And as a single mom after this, we need support. And so if you guys would consider even just coming alongside her, praying for her, we really need community support to make people like Sierra, Shannon, and myself successful after the program. So yeah, here's Shannon's story. Okay, I'm gonna to try to do this without a paper. Um, my name is Shannon Gerbrandt, I'm 30 years old. I'm originally from Grenthal Steinbeck area. Um, yeah, I uh, was married. I had, I have two children, um, Austin, age four, Nevaeh, age two. Um, yeah, so my story, I was, um, my addiction wasn't drugs or alcohol, but it was a mental illness, um, which was a life controlling issue for me. Um, I, w I was adopted at the age of three and a half years old to a good Christian family where I was, I went to church every Sunday. I, um, I went actually to a Christian private school also just out of Grenthal, so I knew about God. I had always had him in my life. Um, I knew he was always there, but somehow there was always something that was missing. And so, yeah, at the age of, um, in, at the year of 2007, it's kind of when my life went upside down. I uh, started getting, like, violent and angry, and my parents didn't know what to do with me because it was actually quite serious. They had never dealt with this before because... They weren't sure what was going on, and I wasn't sure myself being in that situation what was going on, but I seen a lot of psychiatrists, mental health workers, and was put on medication and stuff just to help stabilize everything, and so that was helped. We had a lot of family, too, that helped, and a lot of people, but at the age of 18, I decided to get baptized, and I thought my life was going to be great. I Usually, they say, though, once you get baptized, things get harder, and they did, um, yeah, I graduated at the age of 18 from the private school just out of Grenthal. Um, yeah, and then from there, I kind of started working. Um, I was able to actually start working at the private school where I attended, so I taught there for eight years. And yeah, things, I still had a lot of mental health struggles that I was, was dealing with, but um, yeah, through prayer and stuff, we were able to slowly get through it. And long story short, at the age of um, I, I was living with this older couple, but then I actually ended up moving out on my own. Um, and then I started dating, and I thought, okay, this is my life. I started dating at the age of 24 and got married at 25. Um, had, we had our first baby um, the same year, or the following year, um, Austin. He's four now. And then two years later, we had a girl, and she's two, and her name is Nevaeh. And yeah, things were... I, right after my son was born, things started going downhill. I had a lot of postpartum and depression. Um, it was very bad. It was, yeah, so bad that I had to end up going to the hospital. Um, and then from there, things just just skyrocketed. I We had our girl, and that's when everything just changed for me. I had to be removed from the home, unfortunately, due to some cer certain cer circumstances, and have never, haven't returned home since. But... Um, yeah, so I was being kind of tossed from place to place because trying to find a place to stay, I was br uh, breaking and burning bridges 
with my family personally because I was putting them through a lot and they didn't even know what to do with me because it was just tough with my mental health and anxiety and depression. So all of a sudden my aunt, she had just been involved with me through the thick and thin um, and my parents too, loving parents, but she all of a sudden she mentioned adult and teen challenge and I'm like, and she told me what it was all about. I hadn't heard of, well, I had heard of it, but I hadn't really looked into it. And I'm like, yeah, but that's a year away. Like, I'm a big family person, so being away from my family, I just didn't think I could do it. Like, that just wasn't for me. And I did. And at that point, I didn't know it was a faith-based program either. But I, I believed, and I knew that that was that part would have been okay. But I kind of pushed it off to the side for a while. And then all of a sudden, one day, my husband, yeah, he kind of said he couldn't do it anymore. It was just, it was hard for him. Um, what he had what I had all put them through, and he was wanting a, a divorce. And so through all that, that was hard, um, but I made the commitment to come to Adult and Teen Challenge. I'm in my 11th month right now, so I'm almost done. Um, and then things were actually getting better for me and my husband throughout my program, but this is kind of hard to say, but unfortunately a week ago he came for a family day with my kids and yeah, things were looking good. We were preparing for my exit plan. He was on board. And all of a sudden, it's like things flipped. And he goes, he just couldn't do it anymore. So that was last week I heard all that. And he was looking at a separation. And it looked like, yeah, there was another woman involved. So that has been hard to grieve and to go through. Because, yeah, it's, I thought God was help, And he is still helping me. But... Um, through it all, I still have blessings that have been happening. I have a place to stay. Possibly when I'm done the program, I have my kids. He said he didn't want to take that away from me, so thank the Lord. I still have my beautiful children that I can be involved with. And yeah, God has done wondrous things in this program. He's brought me actually closer to Jesus through it all. Um, he's, I've had the privilege of speaking in tongues, so I really find that that's just, yeah, that God has brought me here just to become closer to him because I was never feeling that connection, and now I have that connection with Jesus. So, yeah, I'm almost on the program, me and my one friend. She's not here, but she's also graduating with me, and that's next month. So if you could keep us in our prayers, it's going to be a journey, but yeah, God is faithful. The verse that has kept me going is Jeremiah 29, 11. It's for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And I really believe there's a hope in a future for me because God has been opening doors this last week for places, for jobs, just for everything. And so God is really faithful. Thank you. Yeah, I'm thankful for this program because Jesus is at the center of it. And yeah, like Shannon's story, no matter what happens, like we have to choose God. And we can't always <laughs> make our plans for our life. Like things change and things happen. But Shannon's still relying on Jesus. And that's a really hard situation. So yeah, keep her in your prayers. And Sierra, and there's about 10 other women at the center there today. And yeah, it's hard to follow Jesus. You know, the enemy wants to come and attack you and distract you and just steal, kill, and destroy, right? Like the Bible says. And so it's not easy to change your life. So 
yeah, keep them in your prayers if you want to get involved with us. Um, there's a couple different ways. Um, so there is some of the current students at our center in Brandon. And for those of you that haven't heard about Adult and Teen Challenge, we are typically the 12-month program where you come and stay there for a full year. It's really hard, but that's how you change your life. <laughs> you know, real life change happens there. It's long-term. And we have a women's center in Brandon, a men's center in Winnipeg. So this is the women's center just northwest of Brandon. So when I thought of a rehab or addictions facility treatment, I didn't think of a nice place in my mind when I got into this. But it's awesome. It's beautiful. It's like seven years old. And it's a big property. There's another house on campus where graduates with their children can stay. So I'm always looking for help because I'm not Mr. Fix-It. I'm not Mr. Maintenance Man. And I'm like one of the only guys there. So there's projects throughout the year that if there are any men or women that want to come help with it, and I'm just putting it out there because a lot of people say, well, how can I help? Well, this is a, this is a way you can help. <laughs> I could use help with, we want to stain that deck, for example, this year. I've never stained a deck. Have any of you? Probably. <laughs> I could use some tips, tricks, help, volunteers with things like that. We want to keep it looking nice. Also, has anyone been to the thrift store in Brandon? Super thrift. If not, you should come check it out. It's awesome. Thank you if you have donated your clothing there, shopped there. So that's a way of providing funding for our, for our program. Because we are faith-based, Teen Challenge has gotten, I think, under 1% of our budget is funded by the government because we are faith-based. And yeah, so <laughs> the super thrift is a big way that anyone can kind of support us with through their time volunteering or shopping there, donating their stuff there. And in the basement of our thrift store, we're currently renovating a space into our community office and we're trying to help people more on a short-term basis. So we're gonna have weekly groups for men, for women, for families, and then we're gonna have a weekly church service called Freedom Church, which is every Sunday night at 6.30. And we are currently doing that at Grand Valley Church in Brandon. So that's happening tonight at 6.30. And I'm also looking for people to like come and speak, come and lead worship, and just get involved in the community. And if you don't know where our building is, it's right in the heart of downtown Brandon. So we just want to be a church that can provide a space for people that might not want to go to church on Sunday morning or might not connect or feel like the odd one out. So that's kind of our mission for that is just helping the addicted community, the homeless community in downtown Brandon every Sunday night and throughout the week through our groups. And I kind of want to give an example because the other week we had an event in Swan River and it was a snowmobile fundraiser on the Saturday and the Super Bowl was on Sunday, which I'm an NFL fan and I was like, why do I have to be here? <laughs> like, I want to be at home on my couch chilling why am I in Swan River, four hours away from my house? I have a house in Brandon. Like, uh, thank you, Lord, you know, praise God. But uh, let's make the most of it, right? So we do these Freedom Church services, and sometimes at church, you just kind of wait and you expect people to come. And I was kind of getting sick of it. <laughs> like, I want to help people. Let's go out there and help these people. So... We bought some pizza, 
and I took 15 to 20 minutes and drove around Swan River. And if you don't know, there's 100 homeless people in Swan River. And I went to the local crack house, the bar, everywhere where kind of homeless people were hanging out. And it took 15 minutes. 20 people came <laughs> through our doors, all from the streets. And we got to share our testimonies. We got to share about God. We got to share about Teen Challenge. How can we help you? Because I really want to help people. And I don't want to wait forever to help people. So if, if food fast tracks this, if relationships fast track this, like, let's do it. So that's what I want to do in Brandon. And if you guys want to partner with us or get involved with us, that's what you're partnering with. People like me that want to make a change. And I'm not going to sit there and wait. Like, let's go out there and do it, you know? So pray about that. Come check it out sometime. Um, in that space, we're currently renovating it, so we have to paint it still. We have to do flooring. That's another big need right now. I, I'm sharing a lot of needs, but it's a decent-sized space. It's probably as big as this room, and we're putting in new flooring soon, so I'm needing people to help with that flooring. If you know someone or if you know a company that might give us a deal, please come talk to me after. I'm hoping we can get this project done in the next four to six weeks, and we can really start making a difference even more in Brandon. And last but not least, here are different couple ways of getting involved. Like I said, we did the snowmobile fundraiser the other weekend. We do an ATV ride near Camp Hughes. So I know small towns, people have ATVs. It's a really fun time. It'll be our second one this year. We do banquets, we do golf tournaments. I used to be good at curling, so I'm going to try this curling fundraiser out later this year in Brandon. So there's lots of different ways you can get involved or consider being a monthly partner. I put these brochures in the back there on that little pedestal as you walk in. If you would consider partnering with us monthly, that would be awesome. That's what we do. We help people like Shannon, Sierra, and myself change. Okay, so I'll get into the message really quick. And I wanted to ask you guys, who influences you? And you've probably heard this quote. It says that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. And Proverbs 13.20 says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So who are you keeping your company with? Who are the five people you spend the most time with? And I was joking last night with my friends. Your wife and your kids don't count. Okay? <laughs> like, who are the five people that you spend the most time with? Do you make time for a social life outside of your house? And I think it's really important for people like myself who have an addiction history, but I think it's important for the church to actually be active in the community, to be out there, and your faith is going to go stronger. Um, you know, I used to hang out with people that were drinking and doing drugs, and that's who I became. <laughs> like, the, like, the quote was true. And... Yeah, I grew up in Binscarth, Manitoba. I was adopted when I was three weeks old into a great family. I'm obviously First Nation. My family was white. I grew up on a farm. I went to a church in Binscarth, Binscarth Christian Assembly. I loved Jesus. I loved God. I hated alcohol because my dad struggled with alcohol. And I just said I'd never drink. I hated it. <laughs> like, it was like, what's going to happen today, you know? So... Everything shifted in my faith 
when we started putting sports above God, to be honest. And some people might roll their eyes at this, but it was true for me. We went to church all the way up until grade eight, and then I got into curling, like I said, because my parents said they were too busy for hockey. But I just became good at curling, and we traveled throughout all the province, like every weekend. And you know, bonspiels and tournaments are on Saturday, Sunday. And we just stopped going to church, really. And my relationship with God just went, you know, I'm not going to church, I'm not reading my Bible, and it just faded away. And during that time, yeah, going to high school, I was introverted, shy, I wanted to fit in. So I thought, okay, well, drinking, smoking, fighting, that's going to do it, right? And it did, actually, for a little bit, until everyone in the community just was like, oh, this guy. <laughs> like, what did you do last night? It's like, I don't know. I've blacked out hundreds of times, and in a small community, you feel ashamed, depressed, because everyone kind of hears what you did last night. And it was just that cycle of like, I don't want to do this, but I have to because nothing else makes me feel good. And I just felt stuck throughout my teenage years, 15 to 18, just drinking all the time. You know, I watched a train hit my car when I was 16, probably should have died. And it's only by the grace of God that I found Teen Challenge on August 22nd, 2012 is when I entered the program. And it was a night, it was after a night of drinking and blacking out again in downtown Winnipeg. I walked out of the drunk tank in downtown Winnipeg, physically lost. Like, I'm from Binscarth, so I didn't hang, hang around downtown Winnipeg. And I was like, where am I? <laughs> like, where's my glasses? Where's my phone? And I lost it all. I had, like, change in my pocket. That's it. And I walked to the nearest payphone on Main Street in downtown Winnipeg, called my mom and said, okay, I want to change. And she'd heard that hundreds of times, <laughs> you know. After every bad night, everyone wants to change. But I was really wanting to change this time. And at that point in my life, I was 18. I, like my parents owned two houses. I worked, I had a job, I had a car. I had everything you wanted as an 18-year-old. And I just felt empty, broken, depressed. And so we find this program called Teen Challenge. And I'm thinking like, okay, I'm gonna be the oldest one there. Like I'm 18, right? No, I get there. My roommate's 55. Everyone has a tattoo or is an ex-gangster or something. And I'm like, okay, maybe I don't have a problem. <laughs> you know, I was the youngest guy there for the whole year. And it was just the best time ever, though. Like, everyone was so welcoming and inviting. And that's the kind of environment that I needed. And while I was there, while I was there, uh, this Teen Challenge Bible College group came from Georgia up to Canada while I was in the program. And one of the guys that was there really inspired me. And his passion for Jesus was just like, he didn't care what people thought of him. And I was like inspired by that. Like, why do I care what you think or what you think? Like, I'm too scared to raise my hands in worship or I'm too scared to talk about Jesus or share my faith. It might offend someone. And what inspired me by this guy was he came into this this, like our common area at Teen Challenge in Winnipeg with all these like 30 guys <laughs> from Teen Challenge and it is kind of intimidating if you don't know anybody there like and he grabbed his guitar like no microphone no nothing and he just started like worshiping God and leading us in worship and I was like man I want to be like that guy like he doesn't care he's not scared and for a lot of people they would be too scared they'd be shaking <laughs> with 30 guys in a small little confined room leading worship 
And I was like, I want to be like that. And so I went through Teen Challenge. It was really hard, but it was really worth it. And I was like, I'm going to that Bible college too. So a year later, that guy was picking me up in Georgia. And I went to this Bible college for two and a half years in Georgia. And that's a picture of our Bible college students. I was the one Canadian guy. The rest were Teen Challenge graduates from across the U.S. And ever since following Jesus, man, it's been fun. It's been hard, but it's been fun. I got to travel through 16 different states in the U.S., tons of different churches, the most Pentecostal type to the most conservative type in every church in between. And they would allow us to share our testimonies, share the word, lead worship. And I learned to lead worship after that guy taught me how to like play guitar and sing. And it was, it's amazing. And so when you surround yourself with good people, you probably do good things. If you surround yourself with bad people, you're probably going to do bad things. And not even just good people. These are like godly people that I try to surround myself with. And you're going to do godly things. And so where are you at with that today? And yeah, so there's my parents. I don't know if you can see them up there, but yeah, they're farmers. We have a good relationship now. My dad stopped drinking ever since I went into the program. So like, I want to give you guys hope. If you know someone's struggling, that you can change that person's life and their family's life. And I remember being in the program and having to do all these things and share. And I challenged my mom, and she, le- she was on and off the fence about helping with their youth group in Binscarth. And it had like five people. And her gifts are like marketing and getting people together. And I was like, why don't you do something then? <laughs> like, you're challenging me to like follow God. I'm like, why don't you like get active too then? And she did after that conversation. Like, I just tried to encourage her, like, you should do it too if I'm doing it. And like that youth group grew to like 30, 40 kids, I think, in a small town. And if you guys are just pushed a little bit, like God can do amazing things through you. That's all I'm trying to say. And if he's trying to nudge you in something, like do it. It's not going to be comfortable all the time. Like I'm not a public speaker, but I'm up here and God's using me. (laughs) And he uses me some Sundays. So like the more you say yes to God, the more opportunities he's going to give you. There's my family as well. There's my wife, Tara, the program director, and our two daughters that are crazy, four, four years old and one and a half. So it's a good life, though. So yeah, just to quickly finish up here. Okay, we're doing okay for time. Number one, like we need to surround ourselves with Jesus. Like we need to be walking with Jesus and following his ways. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you a helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. So are you even following Jesus? <laughs> like, I go to churches, and sometimes it's easy to assume that everyone's a Christian here, but maybe everyone's not. Like, are you following Jesus this morning or not? And even if you are a Christian, are you following Jesus or not, you know? Like, we have to choose to follow God every single day. Like, and I tell our graduates that because I've seen over the past 10 years when people don't and they think they got it all together. I don't need Jesus anymore. My life's good. Well, 
like I said, when I was a kid, and just started putting other things ahead of God. It's like I didn't know God, and it was obvious in my life. It fell apart. So are you following Jesus? And if not, the great news is you can get back on track today <laughs> and start following him, and he's there, and he wants to be in your life. Number two, the Word of God needs to be a priority in our life. And if anyone's like me that doesn't like reading, <laughs> that can be a struggle. Like, I don't know, maybe you all like to read, but I find it hard to just sit down and be like, okay. Oh, there's something else. Oh, my phone just buzzed. Or, oh, my kids, I can't concentrate. I can make every excuse in the world. But are we making that time for God in our life? Because when we do, it's powerful. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And really, I'm preaching to myself on all of this. <laughs> like, we need to read our Bibles. We need to have that in our life because it is powerful. Number three, I think, is really important, especially nowadays, and especially since the past couple of years where we were all kind of isolated and not allowed to talk to each other in person. We need good Christian people in our life. <laughs> Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. And throughout my whole time at Teen Challenge, I've always had someone in my life, whether it's a pastor, counselor, a life coach, my wife, someone that's always like kind of challenging me to be better. And do you have people like that in your life, or do you allow it, or do you get offended and say, no, I'm good, you know, because there's people like that. And it is offensive getting corrected. Like, you do get offended. It still hurts. <laughs> like, I don't want to get corrected today, but, like, if you allow it, it hurts less. And if you have someone in your life that actually cares for you, it's going to help you in your life be sharper. But if you're too, if, you're, if you just get offended all the time and you don't allow anyone to ever say anything to you, you know, then... Are, are you sharp or are you, are you dull for God? And I'm challenging each one of us. Like, we, we need to be sharp these days as Christians. We can't be dull. Like, we need to be sharp and active. Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs 18, 1 says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. And like I said, I'm introverted. I'm busy. I have a family and kids. I get it. But I try to make time for friends outside of my life. And my friends nowadays are, a couple are business owners, I'd say my close friends. One was uh, the, pa or the principal of Christian Heritage School. He just moved to Winnipeg, though. Um, they're all like five to ten years older than me. I'm the youngest <laughs> friend in my gr group of friends. One works for YFC and Brandon. And I just try to surround myself with mature Christians that know what they're doing that I kind of want to be like. I'm not hanging out with people that want to party on the weekend or aren't going anywhere. Like, I'll talk to people and try to help them, but, like, my core group of friends are people that are kind of, like, uplifting to me. And if I ever have a hard day and I want to complain about Teen Challenge or my family or this or that, I don't want friends that are like, yeah, like, why are you working there? Or, yeah, why are you with your wife? Yeah. Like, I want friends that are like, Aaron... 
you got to grow up. <laughs> or Aaron, like, here's the truth in the situation. Like, I don't want friends that are just going to complain with me and just help me ruin my life. I want friends that are, like, good Christian friends that are mature. And do you have that in your life? Because I think it's really important. And I tell our graduates all the time, like, to be successful, you need good people in your life. And that's why I'm kind of challenging every church I go to speak with. Like, we need people and we need families to come alongside our graduates. Half of these people in our program don't even have a family or they're not healthy. And I know through the past 10 years, my life has, like, not been perfect, but it's been okay. But every time I've failed, I have a family there to, like, help me up and pick me up. And Teen Challenge is obviously there and God's obviously there. But what if there's not a family there to help pick them up? So if you guys would just consider getting involved with Teen Challenge, it's an awesome ministry. It's an awesome place. There's a lot of different opportunities to get involved. And, yeah, that's kind of our story. That's my story. And I think my wife, my wife and I's goal and vision, we're both Teen Challenge graduates, we just want to help the community of Brandon community of Manitoba, anyone that's struggling with an addiction, if you guys need help or support, we want to be there to help you. And I'll turn it back over to David, and thank you to Pastor Russell for this opportunity, and yeah, look forward to talking to you guys. Let's uh, respond with openness to God and serving God. Maybe that'll take the form of helping with Teen Challenge. Or maybe it's continuing in what God has called you to right now. And uh, for this song, I'm, I'm going to sing the verses, and I invite you to join us on the refrain. I, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry, all who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will save. I who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness bright, who will bear my light to them? Whom shall I send? Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord. If you of stone. 
Give them hearts for love alone. I will speak my word to them. Whom shall I send? Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord. If you to love and serve the Lord. Here I am. 